0: hi dear friends how are you doing happy friday to you all i trust everything has been going on well with you i trust your study of the bible has been going on well it's great to be with you again on today's episode of the unveiling the scriptures podcast what a life-changing journey this has been studying the bible every day through one year wow i can't count all the benefits that this has brought to me as an individual and i'm sure that this is the same on your hand It might not be easy to stay consistent sometimes, but the love of God, the grace of God keeps us going. And I trust that you will also be determined to finish up this journey just as you started it. And that's why we bring to you this podcast every Friday and every week to bring you helpful resources, to bring you helpful discussions, to bring you faith sharing discussions that will also help your study of the Bible so that you can know that you are not doing this alone, but that you are doing it with the community. We loves you and wish cheering you on so i hope you keep this going and i pray god helps you in jesus name my name is samuel i'll be your host on today's episode of the unveiling the scriptures podcast and today we'll be considering a very great topic a topic that will be of benefit to every one of us even if you're not needing it now i'm sure you will need it at some point later on. and it's titled how to fight your battles and this podcast is just extracted from the story of jehoshaphat when he fought against the people of moab and Ammon. In second Chronicles chapter 20 I'm sure you might have read that and even if you have not gotten to that stage in your reading you can just take some time to go through that chapter and let's consider together what you need to do to fight your battles this will be a very wonderful discussion in this podcast i trust that you'll be blessed before we get into the rest of the podcast why not let's say a word of prayer and hand over all our battles to god father thank you for your word because it brings light and understanding to us we pray that your word will dispel every darkness away from us we pray that your word will bring us insight and direction we pray that your word will come speedily and directly to each and every one of us listening to this podcast I hand over the hearts of everyone listening to this podcast to you oh god and after you speak to them in a direct way thank you father in jesus name amen i said earlier on that we'll be discussing about how to fight your battles and because of the length of the chapter that is our key scripture today, which is 2 Chronicles chapter 20. I may not be able to read through every single verse in that chapter. But before we get into the story, if you're not familiar with it, I might advise that you pause the podcast at this moment and kindly go through 2 Chronicles chapter 20, especially from verse one to verse 30. It will help you. But if you cannot go through those verses, I'll give you a brief summary of what transpired in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 so you can have an idea of what I'm talking about when I'm extracting the lessons from this story in the rest of this podcast. So we'll be discussing how to fight your battles and how to hand over your battles to God based on this story of Jehoshaphat in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. At some point in the journey of Israel, like you might have noticed in your readings, Israel divided into two parts. There was Israel which consisted of about 10 tribes and then there was Judah which consisted of only one tribe and this happened after the death of Solomon the son of David after Solomon died God decided to split up the kingdom into two halves because of some of the mistakes that Solomon made in his lifetime and also because of the foolishness that Rehoboam, Solomon's son displayed when he was just nearly crowned the king of Israel. So Israel was divided into two kingdoms. There was the northern kingdom and there was the southern kingdom. One kingdom was known as Israel which consisted of 10 tribes as I said earlier and the other tribe was known as Judah which consisted of only one tribe. That tribe was the tribe God left as a tribute to David for all his faithfulness when he was alive as king of Israel. So. Every king that came as a king of Judah was a descendant of David and Jehoshaphat was one of those descendants of David that reigned over Judah and so there came a point in the reign of Jehoshaphat the king of Judah when three regions rose up to him to fight against him and if you remember clearly Judah is only one tribe in Israel they didn't have the support of every other tribe in Israel they were only one tribe that had limited resources limited fighting men now imagine three other nations three other regions rising up in battle against this only one tribe for whatever reason the battle arose I'm not so sure but the chapter begins on this note that the people of Moab The Ammonites and some of the Moonites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat remember like i said in the beginning i'm only giving a brief summary of everything that happened in this chapter i might not be able to read through all the verses so just follow along with me kindly thank you and after these people came to wage war against Jehoshaphat, he was first alarmed when they came against him to wage war against him he was first depressed he was first afraid he was confused on what to do but the bible lets us know that he took the battle into the hands of the lord he called all the people of judah together and they came together to seek god they reported everything that was happening to god they told god about the problems they told god about what was happening he told god about the people that were coming to fight against them they asked god to arise and to fight for them and then in response to their prayer in response to their cries for help god spoke to them right in that gathering when all the people of judah gathered together to seek god's face god spoke to them and gave them directions that they will have to follow for that battle part of the things that god told them was that they will not have to fight in that battle at all but that they should just stand still and see the salvation of the lord and that the battle will not be theirs but the battle will be god's and god told them to march against the people that were fighting against them and that He will give them victory and then in response to this Jehoshaphat and all the people of judah began to thank god responded to god in thanksgiving and marched forward in battle and when they got to the battlefront they did something very creative and spontaneous they began to praise god they they marched onto battle singing god's praises they were saying this particular word god is good and his mercy endures forever so when they got to the battlefront they discovered something very wonderful they saw that god had already fought for them that god had made all the people that came to fight against them to fight against each other they fought against each other so much that they defeated themselves and there was not one soldier left and this is how god won the battle for Jehoshaphat and the people of judah who were a small tribe that would have been literally crushed by the enemies that were coming against them they were facing a vast opposition an opposition that had merged forces together against one little tribe of israel and they had no other support except for the hand of god God and the help of God, but they won that battle without any fighting. That's very wonderful. I'm sure we all want this in our lives—that we have to win battles without even fighting. We won't got to fight for us. We won't got to handle our battles. So how do we? hand over our battles to god and win our battles seamlessly i've extracted a few points from the story of jehoshaphat in this battle and how we handled it jehoshaphat did some particular things that made god to respond to them and that made them to be victorious in that battle so i'd like to extract those lessons and then discuss them to us so that we can also learn to respond to our own battles and it might be anything you're facing. In the Old Testament, there are battles where to go out against enemies, fight physically, hold swords, hold physical weapons and fight against enemies to conquer territories, to conquer kingdoms. But in our own time, we fight more spiritual battles. We fight battles in our health, we fight battles in our career, we fight battles in our marriages, we fight battles in our academics, we fight battles at work, we fight battles in every area of our lives. So if you're facing any battle today, this is a good time to listen carefully and let Let's consider this story together and see how to handle our battles, how to hand over our battles to God and how to fight our battles such that we will be winning consistently at every point of our journeys. Let's get into the first point that will be our first lesson from the story of Jehoshaphat in this battle found from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. The first lesson. That I learned from the life of Jehoshaphat in this story is that he handed over his battles to God and that is exactly what you should also do when you get news of any battle when any battle comes your way you should hand over your battles to God how do you hand over your battles to God well it could be through any means it could be through prayers it could be through worshipping it could be through seeking direction from God whichever and however way you can make sure you hand over your battles to God The first thing to do when you are faced with any battle is not to be worried or to be jittery, but to hand over your fears and worries to God. While people might say, oh, when you face battles, don't be afraid, don't worry, don't fear. Sometimes it might not be easy to do that if you are being realistic. So sometimes not being afraid might not be possible on your own unless you hand over your fears to God. And this was exactly what Jehoshaphat did. I like the way the Bible put it to show us that Jehoshaphat was actually afraid. He was alarmed by the news that he got that a vast army was coming against him. Let's read what Jehoshaphat did, just a few verses, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, from verse 1, and let's see how Jehoshaphat responded. The Bible says from verse 1 in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites and some of the Melonites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Azizon Tamar, that is, Engedi. Verse 3. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. Then the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. I'll stop here for now because Jehoshaphat prayed a prayer that was longer than that. But I don't want to read everything, so as not to make this podcast too lengthy. Like I said earlier on in the podcast, you can go through 2 Chronicles chapter 20 to see exactly the prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed. But what am I trying to draw out from this story? You see that in verse two, the Bible told us that when people came to tell Jehoshaphat that the vast army was gathering against him, the Bible says he was alarmed. But even as alarmed as he was, he resolved to inquire of the Lord he proclaimed a fast in all judah that was Jehoshaphat's way of handing over his battles to god many times the only thing we do when we get news of battle is to be worried is to cry is to fear is to be afraid and while i'm not condemning you for all those things i'm not saying it's wrong to cry i'm not saying it's wrong to be human what I'm saying is that along with all of those things, you must now take your fears, your concerns, you must take your worries, you must take the things that bother you. Take it to the king, take it to the throne of God, take it to God's throne room. Tell God about everything that has happened. Tell God about everything that you are seeing. Tell God about everything that you are fearing about. Many people feel like, oh, God is so holy, He's so righteous, he doesn't want us to be afraid, so we must not show any sign of fear before him. That's a lie. God is your father. He's your friend. He wants to know exactly how you feel. He wants to carry you in his hands. One of the privileges that we have before our earthly fathers is that we can show them how afraid we are. When we see something as children that makes us afraid, we run into the arms of our father. Sometimes we show a lot of fear. But what will your father do? Will you send you away because you are afraid? No, he will hug you tight in his arms. He will hold you. He will assure you that everything is fine. And in his arms, your fears will melt away. The only place where your fears will melt away are in the arms of God, the loving arms of God. Don't take your fears or running away from God, rather run to God with your fears, run to God with your worries, inquire of him, hand over your battles to God, let God be the first person that you tell about your battles, don't go around telling people about your battles when you have not even told God about it, there is no help that you can receive if God has not helped you, no matter how many people gather to help you, you will find as we go into the rest of this story, that if God does not help you, nobody else can help you. Judah and Jehoshaphat did not have all the resources that the army that was coming against them had but what they had was God and their faith and their reliance on him and because they depended so much on him and took their battles to him, God responded to them and brought help to them from heaven. So my dear brother, my dear sister and my dear friend, whatever battle you are facing today, don't be worried and be afraid and be jittery alone carry those worries to God, hand over your battles into the hands of God. If you know you can't fight it, then why bother handling it on your own? Why not run to God and say, God, I depend on you. Fight these battles for me. Don't depend on any human for helping your battles. No, depend on God. While God can use people to help you, that doesn't mean you should depend on those people. Rather, we should run with our battles. Let God be the first person that you tell about your battles. And guess what? When you tell God about your battles, when you hand over your battles to God, when you seek God in the midst of your battles, It makes him to respond to you, it makes him to give you direction, it makes him to talk to you, it makes him to receive your battle from your hands and say, don't worry my child, you can sit down, I will handle this battle for you. And this is what happened in the story of Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. As we continue to read in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 13 to 17, we will discover that an interesting thing happened in the assembly of the people of Judah along with Jehoshaphat when they were handing over their battles to God, right in that gathering, they had not yet left before God spoke to somebody through the spirit of prophecy and the person told the entire assembly of the words of the Lord. As soon as Jehoshaphat finished praying, God came upon somebody with his spirit and the person began to prophesy and began to say the word of the Lord to his people. So when we hand over our battles to God, we always receive direction from Him. And this leads us to our second point of handing over your battles to God and how to fight your battles. The second point is that you should receive direction from God and obey. When we hand over our battles to God, He gives us direction on how to go about our battles. And it is not enough to be emotionally about our battles. It is not enough to have all the resources we can gather for our battles. It is not enough to gather and seek help from people. We must receive direction from God. And let me show you how God spoke to his people when they sought help from him in 2nd Chronicles 20 from verse 13 to 17. Listen to me while I read. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children, and little ones, stood there before the lord then the spirit of the lord came on jaziel son of zechariah the son of benaniah the son of Jael, the son of mathaniah a levite and descendant of Hashab. as he stood in the assembly he said listen king jehoshaphat and all who live in judah and jerusalem this is what the lord says to you do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast famine, for the battle is not yours but god's tomorrow march down against them they will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Israel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid, and do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. This was the word of the Lord to his people in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 13 to 17. You can go ahead to read. your Bible if you need to know more about it but this was what God said to his people when they gathered to seek help from him but assuming the people did not even gather to seek help from him how would you have received this direction from God so when we seek God in the middle of our battles it means we are handing over the battles to him and when we do this God responds by giving us direction God's direction is the winning strategy for any battle God's strategy is the winning strategy for any battle a strategy that is not from God will fail no matter how advanced and sophisticated it is. Why did the people of Moab, the people of Ammon, the people of Moab, the people that gathered against Judah, why did they fail in this battle? Because it is not always the strong people that win, it is not always the people that are most prepared that win, it is the people that receive God's direction and God's leading. Israel, many times in the scriptures in the Old Testament, they didn't have the resources that the enemies that came up against them had. But the one thing they had that gave them the edge over all their enemies was the direction of the Lord. And you will see that many times when they did without God's direction, they failed woefully in battle. i read from Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. Sometimes we feel like, oh, why is this world? So unfair. Why do things happen to people who don't deserve it? Sometimes people who deserve things don't get them. It is not about who deserves it or who doesn't deserve it. It's about who God decides to have something. That is the person that gets it. So this scripture makes us to know that good things doesn't always come to the strongest people or the battle may not necessarily go into the favor of those who have the most numerous army. But that time and chance happen to them all. Who is the controller of time? Who is the controller of chance if not God? Is the one who determines and how does he determine this he doesn't determine this in an unfair way when we come to God seeking his face and telling him that we need his help in our battles he allies himself on our side and fights our battles for us so this is why it is important to receive God's direction and to obey it when you are proceeding your battles, it is not enough to cry about your battles, it is not enough to worry about your battles, it is not enough to tell people about your battles, it is also important that you receive God's direction. What is God telling you? Because that is the winning strategy over that battle. Listen to this scripture from Romans chapter 10 verse 17, Consequently, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Consequently, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This means that when you hear God's word concerning a matter, it arouses up faith in you. Imagine, the people of Judah came into the presence of the Lord. They came discouraged, they came with fear, they came with worry, they came not having the courage to go ahead to proceed on this battle. But when they came together and sought direction from God, they came out with courage, they came out with boldness, they came out with a word from God that they will be victorious in that battle. And this is what hearing direction from God also does to you. It gives you a strange boldness and it swallows up your fears. It makes faith to rise up in you. Approaching your battles without God's word means that you're doing it on your own, and that will likely fail. So it is important that you not only seek God, but you wait to receive direction from God. As you seek God's help, ask him to speak to you. Ask him to minister to you what is god saying over that battle you are currently facing or are you just trying different methods trying what will work what will not work just being random about it it is high time you settle down like Joshua did before even approaching that battle at all before even going to fight before taking any step settle down to hear what god is saying are you facing a battle in your academics are you facing a battle in your health are you facing a battle in your family don't rush into the battle to approach it and fight because you are emotional and because you are all jacked up about it but get into the battle only after you have sought god's face and you have received direction from him and when you receive direction from him follow that direction with all of your heart another thing to do that jehoshaphat did in this story another lesson to learn is that jehoshaphat responded to god in faith by praise and thanksgiving immediately after they head God's word. immediately after god spoke to them the bible makes us to know that jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some of the Levites from the Kohathites stood up and praised the Lord the God of Israel with a very loud voice. This can be found in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 18 to 21. The Bible even lets us know that as they set out to go for that battle, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing and to praise the Lord for the splendor of his holiness. And they went out ahead of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord. For his love endures forever. This was Jehoshaphat's response to God and when you respond to God's word with thanksgiving, what you're telling God is that I believe in you, I agree with your word and I'm trusting you for the fulfillment of that word. It is one thing to wait until you see the manifestation of what God has said before you thank him and it's another thing to begin to thank him even while he has spoken that word that shows that you believe in him. Imagine if I walk up to you just randomly from nowhere, you don't even know me and I tell you, oh, I promise to give you $1 million. I promise to give you $10 million. I promise to give you $100 million. Or I mention one huge amount that you are not even thinking about at the current moment. How would you respond to me? Remember, I said it is me, myself. Your most likely response might be to just laugh and to think, <laughs> this person might need some mental health attention or or whatever, you will just laugh it off because you don't know me as a rich man, you don't know me as one of the richest men in the world. Where would you think I would get a hundred million dollars from to give you? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You have not even seen my face in any any magazine, you have not seen me on the internet, you have not seen me on social media saying, oh this is how I used to do, I give people one million dollars. I just walk to you wearing one shirt and a trouser and I say I will give you one million dollars. Is that how people get one million dollars? I'm sure that would be your thought. But what if one of the richest men in the world walk up to you, which you know and you have seen or you have heard about before, and says, look, I'm going to give you $1 million. What would your response be? Your response would be to rejoice, your response would be to thank him. Your, Your response would be to say, oh, I appreciate you. You might not have seen the money, but you know the person who is promising. I hope you do get this illustration. This is the same with God. If you know God and you know his character and you know how powerful he is when he promises you something. Your response will not be to doubt and to start thinking, oh, how will this happen? Your response will be to say thank you because you believe in him, and you know that he is than able to fulfill his word. And this was what Jehoshaphat did. He not only responded to God by thanksgiving, he also went into that battle thanking God. He thanked God through the battle. And look at how they won the battle. They won the battle in a very interesting way. I'll read from 2nd Chronicles 20, from verse 22 to 13. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Monsia, who were invading Judah and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Monsia to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Monsia, they helped destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked towards the first army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went off to carry off their plunder and found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. Then, led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. I'm going to stop there. But what I'm trying to draw out from these verses I read is that this is the result of seeking God's face. This is the result of following God's direction in a battle. God gives you victory. Look at how easily these people won their battles. Their enemies rose up to fight against each other. They first defeated people from one region. Then after defeating the people of Montseer, the people of Moab and Ammon now came together and said look, they wanted to destroy themselves. And they destroyed themselves up to the point that there was no one soldier left. There was nobody to fight with at the point that the people of Judah will even get to that battle. All because they handed over their battles to God. They responded to God's word by faith and thanksgiving and they waited to receive direction from God. What if they didn't even go to receive direction from God? What if they just sprung out? This is how they would have been defeated when it could have been avoided, when they could have waited to seek God's face. I trust God for you that you will not experience defeat in any of life's battles that you experience. God's promise to us is not that we will not live life without battles. God's promise to us is not that we will not live life without challenges in fact battles sometimes are God's way of proclaiming his name and greatness through us and in us but when we go through battles it is very important that we know how to handle those battles so that we can hand them over to God and receive the victory for ourselves in summary, you must hand over your battles to God as soon as you know of them as soon as you learn of them as soon as they begin to worry your heart do what Joshua did hand over your battles unto God And you must not only hand over your battles to God, you must wait to receive direction from Him. And when He gives you that direction, you must obey and also you must respond to God by faith and thanksgiving. And you should not only thank God before He has done what He said He would do, you should also keep thanking Him after He has done what He said He would do. You should also remember to give Him the glory and the honor when He has fought that battle for you. This is what the children of Israel did. And this is a battle plan I want you to adopt in every area of your life hand over your battles unto god stop trying to fight your battles by yourself in rounding up i would say to us that it is very important that we should know god ahead of the day of our battles so that we'll be victorious during the time of our battle it's not good that we wait until the time of our battles before we seek god What if jehoshaphat didn't even know god at all this is how we will have been running the skelter and he would not have been able to gather the college and gather his people to say let us seek god because he didn't even know how to do it but well, because it was his habitual thing to be able to see God day and night. So he knew God ahead of the day of his battle and when his battle came, he knew exactly who to run to and what to do. And also, stop trying to fight your battles by yourself. You may think, oh, how am I going to go about this battle and you're worrying about it, you're being scared about it. But there is a picture I love so much and this is what she said. She said, what happens when we're trying to achieve or do what only God can do? So we get worried and we get afraid and we get jittery when we are trying to achieve what only god can do but when we hand over our battles to god he gives us a sense of peace a sense of calm and he also speaks his word to us telling us how to approach the battles so stop trying to it is futile trying to fight your battles by yourself let god be at the center of your battles let god fight for you while you hold your peace just like he did for the people of judah in this story if you hand over all your battles to god i'm assuring you sometimes it might not be easy it might not be as easy as the children of judah found it in this story. but guess what you would always have the victory i want us to say a word of prayer as we round of this podcast to hand over all our battles to god and say lord i hand over my battles to you lord take over my battles give me the grace to seek you not just to worry not just to be afraid not just to depend on other people, but to seek you in the middle of my battles. Give me the grace, O God, to love and trust you and to know you even every day of my life, not just to be running to seek your face only when I have battles. Give me the grace to always depend on you as my one and only ally and to know and trust you that when you fight for me, I will always be victorious. Give me grace to receive direction from you and to always obey your direction in the midst of my battles. Lord, help me to keep the focus on you and not on my battles. Help me, O God, to always respond to your word with praise and thanksgiving. Help me to always have a grateful heart in the middle of my battles. Help me not to keep the focus on my battles alone, but to focus on you and you alone and know that you will fight for me and I will hold my peace. And I want you to use this moment to commit any battle you might be facing into the hands of God and commit them personally into the hands of God and ask the Lord to take over your battles and ask the Lord to fight for you and to give you victory in your battles. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I commit everyone listening to this podcast into your hands. I pray, oh God, that you give them victory in the middle of their battles. I pray God that you fight for them. I pray, oh God, that you will speak to them. I pray God that you will give them direction on what to do i pray O oh god that they will not be confused we banish every spirit of fear we receive boldness from you we receive courage from you we receive grace to approach our battles head on and to know that you are with us and we'll be victorious we pray oh god that we will see the end of our battles and that we will give you glory at the end of these battles we will not take the glory to ourselves O oh god but we will return all the glory to you thank you god because for every battle that every one of us has in mind at this moment you will fight for us and you will conquer them for us thank you heavenly father in jesus name i pray amen thank you very much for staying to the end of this podcast thank you for listening to this podcast thank you for being there as a member of this community we cannot say thank you enough i wish you a blessed week ahead and i pray that god's hand will continually be upon you i pray that god will fight your battles and the battles of everyone that is near you i pray that god will fight the battles in your family i pray that you emerge as a victor through every of the battles you might be facing currently or that you will even face later on god bless you keep studying your bible love you and bye